Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. And Ike, today's guest is a man that needs no introduction. Right. <laughs> it's, you know you don't need no introduction when you just say prime. You know, when your nickname prime time, you don't need no intro. So just want to welcome him. I call him Unk. You know, I've been... I worked with him for a couple of years, but I've been following him for a long time. He did had a 30 for 30. Of course, he's in the Hall of Fame. But again, no intro. Some might know his government name is Deion Sanders, but I think the whole world <laughs> prime time. So, oh, man, how you been, baby? Man, I am wonderful. I can't complain, man. I just got out of a high school practice. We had a wonderful practice today. Back in the country, you know, country prime. That's why I'm all bearded up. But I do plan on shaving within the next few days. I really do. Why are you going to let it go, man? I like that look. I can't do it because I, I got to look young and spry. It takes away from the mystique, you know? <laughs> this is a country look. I, I got to get back into the, the formal thing. This ain't no quarantining no more. We so on the look, move now. So look, Uncle Prime, man, I be saying, you, I thought I had a big house at one point in time. But I see, man, you have built a goddamn resort. No, you know what, man? My, my, my last home was like three times this size. So okay. actually I downsized, but okay. now I just spread everything out and I'm in the country. See, I'm a land freak, man. When I played for the Falcons and Braves simultaneously, this gentleman allowed me to come to his property to get away. You gotta understand when you in the, the spotlight in one city all right. year, it's kind of hard to hide. So this right. gentleman invited me to his, his crib and it was on a thousand acres, man and everything was spread out. He had several lakes, and that blew my mind. That was in the early 90s, and ever since then, I've always owned at least 100 acres, man. So I'm a land freak. I, I, I love peace and serenity. I love the fish. Every day that ends with a Y. <laughs> That's my life. I got a city swag, but I'm a country boy, man. Dion, I gotta ask, how did you celebrate Father's Day yesterday? Well, Father's Day for me, um, didn't go well. You know, I have five wonderful kids, all in uh, uh, marriage. Let me say that, because when a brother say you got five kids, y'all start assuming things. So all <laughs> in the Trump lines So I got five wonderful kids. Now, my one who's most problematic, Shiloh, that plays for South Carolina, he called me first at like 7.30, because Sunday mornings is mow day for me. What I mean by that, I mow the grass for like five hours, and the kids know that. So he called me seven something in the morning. I said, you know what? You're the number one seed. When he's home, we don't get along. But when he's in college, he's my favorite son. <laughs> so he called me first. Shador, who, who looks just like me, he called me second. My daughter, DeAndre, my oldest daughter called me third. My youngest daughter called me fourth. And my oldest son called me fifth. When you call me fifth, you out of the wheel for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of the wheel. 
one, one came over where Shador lived with me, so he had no choice but to come over. And he right. came in like seven something. Happy Father's Father Day. Father's Day gone, man. <laughs> you about to go to sleep. Right. Dion, I saw on Twitter too, someone gifted their dad your jersey. And then you, awesome? called, and you called that person too. What, what was that like? Mike, did you hear about that? No, I, I saw I saw I saw this Dan Crown, but I saw you I saw you respond back. Man, oh, give no. me his number ASAP. Oh, they hit hit him up, and he told me a story about when I was downtown one time. He said you had a black Acura NSX. I know he won't lie. He said, "Man, I ran into you downtown. We kicked it for an hour." He said, "Man, I remember the plane." He told me the the clothing store we were at. He say how we kicked it for an hour, and he said, "Man, I've been his dude ever since." So we had a long, uh, wonderful talk and our team goes there to play in uh september and when we go back he and i are going to hook up and he's going to come okay. to the game i'm going to have him on the sideline with you you're a good dude that's just who you is um, so um speaking of simultaneously you did play two professional sports how hard was it for you not only to be a hall of fame guy in the football but just play in the same city you was playing for the falcons the football team, then you wind up right after the game, you wind up going to baseball for the Atlanta Braves. How yeah. hard was that? I, I'm not going to say it was hard because this is what I did. It's the only thing I knew. You know, since I was six years old, I only knew two, three sports. I hooped two when I was a shorty. But I didn't know no other way. So when I got to the professional levels, to have someone tell me what you can't do just because they can't do it, I didn't even comprehend that nonsense. So it was just a way of life for me, and people made a big deal out of it, which I couldn't understand because that's the way I got down. What I made love participating in, in, in multiple things simultaneously. So a lot of things nowadays, this young generation, you know, Instagram and, yeah. and, and being flashy and, and change, but training camp, you took it to a whole nother level. You had your own golf cart. You, you, you had the high white shoes, you had the prime Deion Sanders, the Cowboys blue and white. You had the bandana around your neck, you had the bandana around your head, man. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what inspired you to have that kind of style? Man, I'm a Florida boy. Man, you know how we get down from Florida, man. You, you already know. You can pick a Florida boy out of a lineup. You have a lineup of 100 men, you can pick a Florida boy. I don't care what ethnicity, a Florida boy is a Florida boy. So that's, that came along with the package, man. And I was just having fun. Never disrespected my opponent, never bad mouth anyone. I was just out there having fun, enjoying life, enjoying the game. Dan, I've got to ask, why don't you think we see more two-sport athletes, whether that's at the Division One level in college or professionally? Because a lot of kids don't have the audacity. They don't have the audacity. They don't have the, uh, the, uh, the, the magnitude to say, this is what I'm going to do. They, it's not egocentric, but it's, it's, it's sort of like that Janae Sequoia. Well, they, they, they don't believe like they once did. You let the man tell you that's a PE teacher slash coach tell you what you can't do or you can only do one thing in high school. I, I can tell you, we played multiple sports. We, we, didn't, we never stopped. If we didn't yep. play school, we played for the rec leagues. So we were always into something. It was never just one thing. Nowadays, you got to play baseball all year or you got to play football all year or you got to play basketball or AU all year or the girls got to play soccer all year, or you got to cheer. And, it, and everything is just taking all your time in, in a, instead of allowing you to do multiple things. But yet and still, those same people telling you not what not to do, they want multiple streams of revenue. <laughs> You're a parent. You got kids in college. You got a daughter who's hooping. 
You got a son, he got his own clothing line. Your other son, he playing football at South Carolina. Your youngest son, you know, ain't no telling where he gonna be ranked and where he won't go, but the sky's the limit. He's playing quarterback right now. What would you tell these parents, man, you know, of just letting your kids, for, for the most part, as long as I've been watching you, your kids has, have played multiple sports. Yeah, and they gotta have fun. The main thing is they gotta have fun. If it ain't fun, it ain't for you, you know? Snoop said ain't no fun if the homie can't have nothing. You got to have fun in whatever you do, and it's got to be you. Like, when I got to the age that I had to tell my kids where they had to go and what they had to do, yeah, we can't do that. If you want to do that, we can continue to do that. So I never tell them what they have to do, but if they want to do it, I'm going to be there to support it 100%. And your son Shador just worked out with Tom Brady too. How did that conversation even start? That's an attribute to who Tom is. Of course, he's a good friend of mine, but he and my son struck up this um, social media relationship. So we were heading down to Florida to take care of some business. And he said, dad, uh, Tom wants me to come down on such and such date to throw with us. I said, excuse me, Tom, who? Tom Brady wants you. Oh, we there. Oh, we, oh, we there. It wasn't correct pr- pronunciation of English. We there, man. We there. <laughs> so they they struck up their own little thing, and uh, I just accommodated my baby. Tom said, "Be there at eight eight thirty that morning." He likes to work on Earth. We drove from uh, um, I think it's Boca or Fort Lauderdale. Left at four o'clock in the morning. We got there like seven thirty. We stopped at Waffle House, and we were there in the driveway at 815, ready. That's ready crazy. to go. Other than corner, I feel to believe that quarterback is the hardest yes. position. And yes. now you're coaching, and now you're coaching. So since you have been coaching your youngest son at this quarterback position, what do you see? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I can only give him certain things. Like, I know football. Like, you know, you studied your butt off like I did. So you know offenses. So right. when I see the game, I see the game the opposite way. Most people thought I see the game this way. I see the game the opposite way. So I'm the OC. I've been OC my whole tenure as a youth coach as well as a high school coach. So I see the game because I know exactly what the defense has to do to stop us. And Jeff Blake has been his quarterback coach since he's been an eighth grader, and he has been phenomenal. But as far as calling the plays, and it's a luxury to have your – quarterback live with the OC. So game plan and you, you know, what you think about this? So by the time I come home from work or whatever, he's like, Dad, uh, their left tackle is weak. Uh, we could go in the right corner and the linebacker don't make good reads. So that gives me enough that I need right there. Now when I go develop the game plan, I take those little things that he talked about and we build a game plan together and he's able to to dominate it, man. The kid, not because he's mine, the kid can flat out spin it. Yeah, I think he threw for 73, 74% completions last year, had 60 touchdowns, only four interceptions. I mean, the kid can, can play the game. And he's very cerebral. He's smart. He thinks the game. So, you okay. know, he's already analyzing it. He knows how to check all, put us in different places. He's been playing quarterback his whole life. This ain't nothing he's just jumped into. Day one, he's been a quarterback. Baseball also. He played baseball as well, right? Yeah, but he that's one of those things like that. I don't want to play no more baseball. Gotcha. Cool. Gotcha. Cool. Cool, son. You're right. Gotcha. You're right. We, 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 can, we can kick that to the curb. Now, Shiloh, 
is that South Carolina, he wants to play baseball because Shiloh has it a lot more than Shador at the sport of baseball. Shiloh can play any position, and he's probably my most athletic kid, but Shador okay. is, uh, I think, better suited at this time for that quarterback position and what he has going for it. Okay. Dion, would you consider the possibility of coaching your son in college? You said you've wanted to coach at the Division One level. I'm gonna, I'm gonna coach at the Division One level. I'm not, I'm not, Speak it I'm into not, existence. Yeah, I like I'm that. Not, I know what I know that I know. This ain't speaking. This is real. Because I, I, I'm telling you something. I'm telling you inside something. I'm, I'm gonna coach most likely 2021 at the college level for Florida State. I'm not gonna say that. No, no, it's not. Definitely not gonna be Florida State. Oh, so it's going to be a school in Texas then? No, no, it's not going to be in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm an athletic director, if I'm an athletic director, why Deion Sanders? Why should I hire you to be the head coach of my program? I, I, first of all, I will answer that question expeditiously that I set in all three seats. I've been the dad that you're trying to recruit the kid. I've been the kid that you've been recruiting, and I've been the coach that you're trying to get me to influence the kid to come to your school as well. So I've sat in every seat um, that you could possibly sit in. And I know this game really well, but more so than that, I know people. I know people. And I know kids. And I know their heartbeat. And I know parents. And, and uh, you mesh all that together, and you're going to have the only thing you need then is consistency in what you do and who you are. Why now? The baby's about to go. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be an empty nester. I'm at the Shador. My youngest daughter's 16. She lives with her mother. So I'm an empty nester. That's why now. I got to, have, I got to do something, man. I got, this is what I do. I, you know, I, I, we used to talk about the kids and show each other film. Like, that's what, that, that's what we love to do. I just like to take work and show me the film of the little man and his team that was dominating. So I... We used to live vicariously to our kids way back then, man. So yeah. I, I, I continue to do so. Oh, what you uh, how you feel about this Black Lives Movement? Just your thoughts. Um, I feel strongly, but I just want people to understand what the movement is, and not just be emotional, and understand who's behind the movement. Like when 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 I see a movement, I want to know, okay, what's the purpose? What's the goal? Who's behind it? Because I want to make sure all these boxes are checked, that when I jump all the way in, because I don't have to do nothing. You don't have to do nothing. We're extremists. When we jump Correct. into something, we fully jump in it. So when I jump in, I need to know what I'm jumping into. And, and that's something that I'm still trying to understand. Got but you. I'm totally jumping into And I need a plan. I need a right. plan. Before I do anything, I need a, I'm a man that, I'm a thinker, man. I, I'm a move and a shake. I need a plan. I didn't, I didn't build this house without a plan. Right. You didn't build your career. You didn't start this podcast without a plan, man. We, we got to have a plan in whatever we do. Because whatever my hands find to do, what the Bible says, I'm going to do it with all I got. No question. So Uncle Prime, Uncle Prime on his downtime, what do you like to do? When, when, he, when, when he ain't working with his kids, when he ain't mowing the lawns, what Uncle Prime like to do? Fish. Every day that ends with a Y. I got a line in the water, man. I'm fishing. I'm fishing. That's so what that's, I that's that's therapy for you. That's that's therapy. I love cutting grass too. But that okay. fishing is everything because it's a, see, we need challenges. We men need challenges. Correct. We we gotta challenge something. We gotta compete for something. 
So me and my son going down the lake, or even if I'm by myself, man, it's, it's being that fish. So I, I like, I love fishing. I love the peacefulness and the serenity. I love water. Like every place I design the house from, I got to see water, man, because there's something about the, the calmness and the peacefulness of the water that does something to me. Did you, did you build your man-made lake? So that's the lake you built? No, no, the lake, lake was here. Done. The lake was okay. here. I just enhanced it. And I got another one. Right on the wait, other side. Wait, wait. What is that? What do you mean enhanced it? What does that mean? You make it bigger, you, you, know, you make it suitable. Then I got another one um, that my son drained. See, we, we got two lakes. And the, like, like one is like nine acres, the other one is like eight acres. And he didn't know that his pipe sticking up in the main lake was connected to the runoff from the other lake. Okay. So he hit the pipe in the pontoon boat in the main lake and Flooded the other lake. So three days later, we go on the other side of the property. I see a million buzzards with just with, with not being zone having a feast of fish. Because he's drained a whole lake and they just eating the fish like never, like it's a buffet. It was straight golden corral like that. Man. <laughs> and I was so I looked at him, I said, you know what? You're gonna pay me back. <laughs> don't pay me back. I said, you're going to go pro, and I know that. I believe you. Your first check, you paying me back. You're going to put it on the lake. Dion, you put the whole lake. Are you collecting an interest on that? Uh, <laughs> you collect an interest on that or no? Man, he drained a whole. You just imagine an eight acre lake empty. That's what I got. Wow. He drained That's a great. whole lake. Say, so well, um, I try to look at it positively as a father would. Son, you know what? I'm glad you did that. Because, first of all, you're paying me back. Second of all, <laughs> now I can dig it deeper and clear it out and put crappie and bass and blue. I can do it the way I want to do it, and it's going to be even better. But you're going to build that for me. You're going to do it. Hey, hey um, I see you got a chicken coop out there. And got one thing about your chicken coop, man, them got dang snakes. Hey, man. Hey, man. See, they ain't tell. See, when you come to the country, they teach you certain things. And I got some wonderful country folks out here. Like, okay, they say, okay, you, you got this, you got to have that. For instance, if you have snakes in your chicken coop, which happens, they say, well, get you some guineas. It's a sort of, it's a type of chicken that uh -huh. will keep the snakes away. But they forgot to tell you that the coyotes gonna get the guineas. So you wake up in the morning and feathers all over the yard over here, feathers over there, and the guineas have been got. It was a bad night for the guineas because the so, guineas, they got, can't see at night. So right. if they got the cage, they can't see at night. So the coyotes had a buffet of the guineas. Then you got wild hogs going crazy. They just just root up your land and all that. So now you got to sit up there and shoot them. Right. It's, it's, it's on at night around here, man. So it's a whole different world when it comes nighttime where you at. Yeah. Then my caretaker just told me the guy that was overworking on the new lake, the old lake that my son trained, he said, yeah, by the way, they say um, just by the prints on the side of the lake that's drained, it looked like you probably have a four and a half foot gator on a prints. I say four and a half foot gator. You can't just tell a black man it's a four and a half foot gator on the property. How you just going to slip that in on me? I've been here for three, four years. I ain't never seen no gator. I said, who, who put a gator? So I went to the country. I said, why would a gator be on the property? <laughs> you know, the reason gators are on the property because the gators eat the turtles. So you oh. can't have to, you know, the turtles will take over your lake. 
Okay. So you get gators and they eat the turtle. But the problem is, how you gonna tell the gators to stop growing? You can't. You can't do it. You can't. So now we don't know if he's telling the truth or he's lying about a four and a half foot gator on the property. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I see you got that strip. It's something you probably was doing since you were small because you wasn't too far from the beach in Fort Myers. I've started it just from when I got to the league, and it's the sand pit. I don't think people appreciate how and what no. that sand pit, sand pit do to your body as far as like working out. Let me tell you something, man. That sand pit don't play. The sand pit is an equalizer, and if you want a real workout, a sand pit, not only a sand pit that you work out this about that deep, you know, with sand and the salt right. deep sand, but also I have one that we run up the hill. Oh, that's I got like It's like a 55-yard steep run with sand in it. So we, we, we get to the end out there. But a sand pit is something I did all the time coming up through Florida and when I was in the NFL. I trained yeah. on, on the, in the sand pit. But ain't nobody trained like you, though, man. First of all, this dude here is <laughs> – this dude here used to come to work, and he the only person come to work with workout clothes to work out at work. <laughs> you know, I got it. Still to this day, still to this day, still to this day, he getting it in. And he, you still know, I love day. it. When, uh, you got to follow him on Instagram. He gives his message. He's dripping down with sweat. You're hanging on every word. And I'm like, all right, all right. He just made me feel so bad about me eating them chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to clear the air here, and I, I'm going to go to you first because you're my guy. Yeah, yeah. In your primes, who is faster between the two of you? Ike, I want you to start because you're my guy. Prime. See, you only have a 30 for 30 when you just do spectacular stuff. Like, Unk, Unk went to the combine and told the people at the combine, Uncle Prime I'm talking about, told people at the combine, I'm running this 40, I'm getting in the limo, and I'm going back home. <laughs> it's sort of that. Sort of. Sort of went like that. What you ran the 40, huh? They say it was a 427. I say it was much faster. Right. I, I really do. But we didn't have the capabilities of, that they have now as well back then. But I know at Florida State, when we had a pro day, I ran a four. I, I remember I felt so good that day we had a pro day. I mean, I felt good. And I ran the 40. And I think I came in at like four, two, three. And they mm -hmm. said, no, you got to do it again because you have on spikes. You have on track mm -hmm. spikes. I mm -hmm. said, somebody give me some shoes. In, who yeah. in, in, who's the 10 to have? Who, who's the 10? Give me something. And I right. just grabbed some shoes, and I hit that finish. When I hit the finish line, because I was talking so much junk, because I knew I had <laughs> I hit the finish line at the pro day. And when I hit the line, I said, say it. Say it. What say, they say it. What they say? Because everybody was scared to say it, and everybody just looked at their clock, and everybody dropped their heads, and then somebody say, "Both to one." I said, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? I remember hitting Florida State. Anybody there that day can attest to the story. I, said, I hit the finish line, and I said, "Say it, say it." That's incredible. Ooh. I also That's wanted great. to ask you about two. I read your biography, Dion. Two things stuck out to me. You used milk cartons as footballs as a kid growing up in Fort Myers. You got cut from your eighth grade basketball team. Like, what, what do you remember about these experiences? Well, a milk cart, because I stayed in the projects. 
And they ain't like we had nothing. Ain't nobody had nothing. But we ain't know right. we had nothing. Ain't nobody had nothing. So right. the milk carton, <laughs> you know, you, you grab the hold of the carton, and that's what you ran with. That's what you right. ran with. But we had a great time. We, we were wonderful. You know, we were all in that thing together. And being cut, I was a late bloomer in basketball. I finished my career all state and everything in high school. But I wasn't nice like that as an eighth grader. I was all right. But they still didn't have to cut me. But <laughs> can you imagine going hyped up with your homies? And they used to put that little bull junk outside on the wall. Yeah. Fun yep. up there. Yep. And you fight through everybody to see if your name there. And when your name in there, you just play that thing off. You just turn away real quick. <laughs> you just turn your head real quick. <laughs> I ain't want to play anyway. I ain't want to play. Right. <laughs> I was so devastated. You were hurt. Right then. I held a grudge for that school for the rest of my life. And I transferred and went to another school and, and did the doggone thing. But I definitely got cut. I ain't seen my name on that list, man. That thing devastated me, man. Your toughest opponent when you played, your thoughts? Uh, two things. It was me. I was my toughest opponent, toughest critic. That's one. Okay. Why? But because Jerry ran every route full speed. Like, I was in impeccable condition, impeccable shape. So, you know, man, when you bump and run somebody, somebody going to wear that. Either you going to wear that or they going to wear that. Because that's right. a lot. People don't understand right. it takes to bump every play. Jerry didn't get tired, man. Jerry, and he ran every route like it was a nine. And when you're dealing with somebody like Jerry, that ball is coming to him at least 12 times. Correct. <laughs> it ain't no, we going away from Jerry. Oh, right. we going away from you. No, that ball is coming to Jerry. And that was my they look, They looking at Jerry first on every play if they pass him. Yeah, that was my phrase. If I was Ali, that was my phrase. Okay, that, yeah. makes, that makes plenty that of sense. That was my phrase. Yeah. That makes plenty of sense. This has been terrific, and we can go ahead and wrap up here. I don't want to take up too much of your time, Dion. Correct. Love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. I don't take this for granted, man. You know, that's my little brother there. I'd do anything for him. I was flying. I was doing 80 down the highway trying to get I him. I appreciate you, Trying to get him for my boy. So anytime you need me, bro, you know you have. I, I got you. It. Thanks a I lot, man. It. Tell the family I said what's up, and thank you. Appreciate for everything, huh? I will. I will. All God right. bless you, man. And you good. Too, you good. You got a good co-host, Zach. He's good. No, Appreciate Mark, that, Dion. Mark, Mark is a, he, he loves his research, bro. But then you got to have that. Because yeah, he loves his he, research. He allows you to be you. Correct. Because you you Correct. know, you don't need no lines in your role. They need to just let you roll, baby. I like you. Right. Know, I like you like that. I don't like you having lines in your role. You right. Know? Let's let you right. do it. You don't need no speed limit, no nothing. Just let you be you. And that's, <laughs> that's what I said is best. I appreciate you. Hey, Thanks Jeff again. Oh. Everybody, I said hi, man. God bless y'all, man. God bless you too, baby. Thanks, Dion. All right. Um. For Dion Sanders and Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Take care. So long. We'll see you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.